Welcome to Speaking of Travel with Marilyn Ball. Sit back and be carried away to places around the world and right here in our own backyard. No passport required. Hi, this is Marilyn Ball, and you're listening to Speaking of Travel right here on News Radio 570 WWNC and 101.1 FM The Revolution. Speaking of Travel is powered by our great sponsors, the Asheville Regional Airport, your local connection to the world. And when you fly home, guess what? your home. So plan your next trip at flyavl.com by Appalachian Realty. If you're looking for a home in Asheville and Western North Carolina, they'll help you find properties as unique as you are. Visit AppalachianRealty.com and by Chimney Rock at Chimney Rock State Park. You can visit a place with beautiful views of Lake Lore, six hiking trails, animal programs, events, and so much more. That's Chimney Rock park.com and by private italy tours you know their 2019 tours are booking up and they're still available so go to italy that's private-italy.com and don't forget to visit the speaking of travel website that's speaking of travel.net and sign up for the speaking of travel travel club and you'll receive the latest travel tips and photos and podcasts and so much more well you know my love affair with trees began when i was a child growing up in suburban maryland right outside of dc now you wouldn't think of the suburbs as wooded But actually, there are many beautiful parks and gardens and greenways up that way. I would actually walk along the wooded banks of the Rock Creek on my way to school. So for me, trees were like friends. And how I was feeling with a walk in the woods and breathing that beautiful, beautiful scent of the trees would always make me smile. And guess what? I ended up living most of my adult life in the forest, uh, which probably explains why I'm such a happy person. But listen, it's time for a reality check. You know, globally, forests are being compromised, and it's really critically important we preserve them for so many reasons, including the economic welfare of our region and the world, especially in regard to tourism. Forest conservation must be prioritized because our forests and trees are our crown jewels, ones that global climate and biodiversity policies really need to focus on. So here today, in the studio is Dana Ruggiero of the Climate Listening Project. She returns as part of our Climate Listening Project Speaking of Travel series. Welcome, Dana, back to the show. Thank you so much, Marilyn. I am so happy to be here. Well, Dana, you have so many things going on, and you have... You have a lot of hats. You wear a lot of hats, (laughs) right? And one of them is really being an environmentalist. And I respect and admire that about you so much. That is is the hat I wear all the time. I think maybe my outfits change, but that hat stays on me all the time. I am an environmentalist, but I, I love telling stories. And that's why I love our Speaking of Travel Climate Listening Project series. That's why I enjoy making films with the Climate Listening Project. And I enjoy partnering with organizations such as the Dogwood Alliance um, to help work on the ground, get my hands dirty, and 
and help to conserve our beautiful environment. Well, there's so much of our beautiful environment. And here today with you in the studio is Rita Frost from the Dogwood Alliance. Welcome, Rita, to the show. Hey, hey Rita. Hey, guys. I'm so excited to have you here with us I today. I'm so happy to be here with y'all as well. Well, I'm a big fan of the Dogwood Alliance, and I would love it if you could give us a little your your little elevator talk about yes. what the Dogwood Alliance is all about. Yes, I would love to share that. So, Marilyn, first of all, I love you sharing your story about how you connected to forests because I think so many of us can say the same thing. We thought about forests and our connection with them when we were very little, when we were just little tykes running through the woods, and I connect with that as well. But Dogwood Alliance is an organization that has been in Asheville, North Carolina for the last 20 years. We work to protect the forests and communities in the southern U.S. So this is from Virginia down to Florida over to East Texas. And the reason why we do this is because our forests are some of the most important forests in the entire world. We're actually located in the most recent global biodiversity hotspot, which is really exciting. Um, we have some of the greatest hardwood species diversity in the world, some of the greatest mammalian and amphibian di- biodiversity in the world. And even more, when it comes to communities, the communities in the southern U.S., as climate change becomes ever worse, rely on the forest to protect them from hurricanes and from flooding that is just increasing more and more with climate change. So we work to protect these forests, and we work, most importantly, with the people on the ground to rely on those forests themselves. I am so grateful for that. I think, you know, people think about forests and they think about the activities that they can travel and, you know, enjoy the rafting, enjoy the fishing, enjoy hiking, bike riding, going out and just walking with your family and friends. Having a picnic out in the top of a mountain here in the Blue Ridge Mountains is something that I enjoy. Spending time with my dog outside when Centaur was here with me. So shout out to Centaur. Sorry. Um, anyway. You never have to be sorry <laughs> shouting out to Centaur. But forests don't only provide us with clean air. They provide us with clean water. And they also are our biggest defense against what Rita said, hurricanes and natural disasters, which we're seeing increasing impacts from climate change. Um, You know, we need our forests to provide that protection to us. So here in, you know, Western North Carolina, for example, we have these Appalachian bogs. We have these sort of sinks for water to go, places to for water to go. And you notice in places like, for example, when Hurricane Harvey hit, it's all cement, it's concrete, it's these cities, right? And there, there isn't those areas for the water to go. And so when we had the most rainfall ever from a hurricane, um, we, we saw more flooding. We're seeing more and more flooding in Western North Carolina. When I started the Climate Listening Project in 2013, it was the wettest year, the rainiest year on record ever in Western North Carolina. And then when I returned from my last big tour, we were in a hundred year drought and we were seeing extreme forest fires here. So, so anyway, the forests provide us with a natural protection to climate change, and they also provide us with clean water. They're filtering that water. They're taking care of us. They're providing nutrients for our family, providing the clean air that we need. But in the South, it is actually the most logged place in the entire world. We are seeing damages to our forests here that doesn't only you know impact 
the forest it impacts the communities, right, Rita? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's totally true. It really impacts our communities and impacts our pocketbooks. You know, and when we were thinking about the year that Hurricane Matthew hit, um, that year, two of the world's most expensive disasters happened in the southern coastal plain. It was with the flooding that happened in Baton Rouge and then with Hurricane Matthew. And this is because people are having to flee their homes. They're losing their homes. We're losing a lot of our infrastructure. And if we have allowed our natural systems, like our natural life vests is what we like to call our forests. If we had allowed our forests to be there, to grow, to be resilient, then they could have protected our communities from these very intense natural disasters. So our mission is really to protect our forests so that we can protect communities. And at the end of the day, we need to do that by allowing more forests to be growing in a natural way. Well, when you say growing in a natural way, certainly preserving what's here, but what about regrowing? Do you do that as well? Is that something that happens? So one of the most important things that we actually focus on is preserving natural forests. So in the United States, um, just like a lot of other places in the world, the way that we are valuing our forests really comes down to dollars and cents. It comes to how much can we sell this tree for paper or for pulp or for another wood product. Um, But what we're seeing with that is that we are doing a miscalculation of really what we're getting for um, um, a very short-term lived wood product, and we're exchanging that for the life-giving benefits that Dana was talking to us about beforehand. In the last 60 years, we have lost 40 million acres of natural forests, and we have been replacing that with pine plantations. Now, pine plantations, they serve a purpose. They serve a dollar and cents purpose, as I was talking about beforehand. However, pine plantations cannot provide us with any of the biodiversity the climate impacts that we really need our forest to protect us for. Well, we definitely need our forest to protect us. And when we come back, I want to talk about ways that we can protect. And we've got the Reverend coming yes, up. Yes, Reverend Leo Woodbury is here to talk about how protecting our forests means putting our communities and justice first. I love that. Well, we'll be back with Reverend Leo Woodbury. Woodbury, right here on Speaking of Travel. Your business trip shouldn't start with a road trip. Hundreds of global destinations are just one connection away, starting at Asheville Regional Airport. Fly Allegiant, American, Delta, Elite, and United. Asheville Regional Airport, your local connection to the world. Visit flyavl.com to plan your next trip. Leave ordinary behind with a visit to Chimney Rock at Chimney Rock State Park. Surround yourself with breathtaking views of Lake Lure and the Hickory Nut Gorge while enjoying six hiking trails, rock climbing with Fox Mountain Guide instructors, and Animal Discovery Den, unique events, and more. Whether you're new to hiking or a seasoned pro, there's something for everyone at The Rock. To plan your next Chimney Rock adventure, visit ChimneyRockPark.com to see an online trail map and a listing of the park's upcoming events. 
Your business trip shouldn't start with a road trip. Hundreds of global destinations are just one connection away, starting at Asheville Regional Airport. Fly Allegiant, American, Delta, Elite, and United. Asheville Regional Airport, your local connection to the world. Visit flyavl.com to plan your next trip. Whether your trip to Italy reminds you of days past, a honeymoon, or a long-ago backpacking trip, come home again to Italy with Private Italy Tours. Picture your own private villa or four-star hotel. Private guides who speak and understand the local culture and days planned for your ease and comfort. This and so much more awaits you during one of their unique and intimate small group tours. 2019 dates are now available. Visit private-italy.com. Private Italy Tours is a proud sponsor of Speaking of Travel. With 50 flights every day to and from cities like Atlanta, Charlotte, and Chicago, you can fly to hundreds of worldwide destinations with one easy connection. Choose Allegiant, American, Delta, Elite, or United right here from Asheville Regional Airport. And when you fly home, you're home. Asheville Regional Airport. Take the easy way out. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars and let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. We're here today with Dana Ruggiero, with Rita Frost from the Dogwood Alliance. Thank you so much for being here. We're talking about trees and forests and conservation. And we have a special guest on the line today, Reverend Leo Woodbury. Dana, I'm going to let you introduce the Reverend. I am so excited about our Climate Listening Project, speaking of travel, you know, series that we're doing, Marilyn, and the opportunity to shine a light on so much of the important work that's happening across the country. And Reverend Leah Woodbury is a leader in the environmental movement and the environmental justice movement, and in just the good work and spiritual, bringing the spiritual aspect to communities. And so he has been on a tour of the South with Dana Smith, the director of the Dogwood Alliance. And it's all about putting justice first, because in order to stop the pollution, the devastation of our communities across the South, we have to put communities first. Reverend Leah Woodbury, would you tell us a little bit about your experiences touring the South and talking with communities about protecting our forests? Well, absolutely. Um Thank you for the opportunity. Um, yes, so we're touring the South. Our Justice First Tour is visiting uh, 12 states, and it will be 25 cities. We conclude August 24th and 25th in, in Atlanta. And, um, and so uh, one of the things that we're finding in our travels are the similarities that exist in, in many communities. And everyone is experiencing flooding, whether they're in urban areas or rural areas, whether they're um, along coastlines. And people are really starting to get it that our forests are our nat- natural protection against flooding as, as well as provide a means of removing carbon from our air and provides us with, with clean water, which is, is another challenge, you know, in this day and time. And so uh, what we're finding in our travels is a lot 
uh, there are a lot of points of commonality and everyone realizing that we have to be more intersectional. Uh, we can't be siloed. We can't be segmented. If we're going, if we're going to be able to provide uh, a better environment and better communities, yes, you know the communities that are already, you know, we're seeing being most impacted by pollution. Those are communities that are also going to be the most impacted and already being the most impacted by climate change. Um, why is it that you know? Having everybody be a part of this conversation, having everybody lead this conversation and and really and, you know, having the community's uh, voices be heard. Why is that so important? It's so important because when communities are, are isolated from one another, we don't realize that. Um, there's a common thread both to the despair that communities experience as well as hopes for victory. And so you take, for example, something like the Atlantic Coast Pipeline, which is, is will impact, you know, West Virginia, Virginia, North Carolina, and now that Dominion Energy has permission to uh, purchase scanner, it may extend into South Carolina as well. And everyone will be experiencing the same problems of eminent domain, people losing their land unjustly, um, having our forests and, and, and our natural habitats and our ecosystems disrupted, and uh, as well as the threats of, of leaks and expo- explosions and, and all of those things. And so it's really important that communities understand that they are not isolated. They're not siloed. They're not segmented. But instead, we're all going through the same uh, thing. You know, people love to travel to the South. Marilyn and I host this Speaking of Travel Climate Listening Project series. And, you know, one thing is sort of shining a light on on the impacts that we're seeing. And so people love to go to the southern beaches. They love the beautiful countryside. They love the Blue Ridge Mountains. And they love these areas, these farmlands and these beautiful areas that are throughout the South. Um, you know, so what would you say? What, what sermon do you have to bring home? hope to people that want to take action, that can that can help shine a light to protect these areas, not only where people are traveling to, but where people live, where people have their homes. Well, the, the first thing is that we, we have to move beyond the, the culture of despair that, unfortunately, even people in the environmental movement uh, often foster that we we talk so much about the negative impacts and how bad things are getting, but what people really respond to is a prophetic call of hope, um, and that has always been the success of every movement. Yes, we can keep the faith, baby. I am somebody we shall overcome, and and one of the things that helps is when people actually can see progress when you look, for example, at uh, our visit a few weeks ago to the uh, Lower Ninth Ward where can, Katrina had its most devastation, and you look and you see that the people have worked to restore the, the, the wetlands, that they're still working on their community and building homes and pulling together, even without um, very much resources. Or you go down to do like um, uh, Louisiana, where people are losing the football size, uh, 
piece of land monthly, and you see that they, with with the indigenous community, are working on how how they maintain their community and how they um, how they become more resilient to 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 those things. And so, when, as you travel, one of the things that you see is you see the beauty, and you see people working to um, to maintain that beauty. Um, without having to, you know, use fossil fuels, et cetera. So, again, back to the lower ninth ward, they have over 100 houses um, that now have solar panels on them. So they're moving away from the fossil fuel that causes devastation like BP oil spills and that sort of thing. I just uh, had my latest film series, my latest climate listening project series. Um, it's called The Story We Want. It was just honored with an award at a film festival, and it features Tracy, um, who you were just hanging out with, with Al Gore, and she was singing songs. And um, it's all about her story of how her community has worked together, risen up, has voted out their county commissioners, is fighting back, and trying to bring hope to that community. And I just love Tracy so much. And um, I just thank you so much for all that you do. How can people learn more? How can people engage with your work? Well, we're, we're going to, after we conclude the tour, we're actually going to bring a group of people together to talk about how do we leverage what we gain from the tour? How do we create a series of changes, strategize so that we can have more renewable energy and cleaner, better communities in the South? And they can connect with us by going to our website, www.newalphacdc.com. And uh, simply by subscribing, um, they'll get regular updates about um, the work that we and our partners like Dogwood Alliance, which is uh, absolutely awesome, Sierra Club, and just a host of uh, local organizations throughout the South, what we're doing. Uh, to win this battle, to move our bat, uh, to move our planet away from uh, being in peril, and to thriving and, and prosperity instead for everyone. I love the collaborative work that you are doing. I'm I'm in love with Dana Smith with Dogwood Alliance, and I just I really appreciate what you're doing. Would you spell your website for everybody? And I encourage everybody to get involved with Justice First. Okay, it's www.newalphacdc.com. I am just such a fan of you and so grateful to you for the work that you do. And thank you so much for joining us today. Um, I I look forward to following your work more. And um, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Marilyn. You keep up the good work so well, people know there is hope. Thank you so much, Reverend. I really appreciate you being on the show, and we will be following you and and standing with you. Hey, thank you. Thank that, you. This is, this is what democracy looks like. We will win. We yeah. will. Yes. Thank you.
Chimney Rock at Chimney Rock State Park's annual pass holders can look forward to endless adventures. The Outcroppings Trail to the park's iconic chimney is the ultimate stairmaster. Hike with your kids to Hickory Nut Falls, one of the tallest waterfalls east of the Mississippi, or take the new Skyline Trail to the top of the mountain. Pass holders are treated to exclusive events as well as special deals at the park and area attractions. Upgrade your day ticket to an annual pass during your visit. Hi, this is Tina Kinsey with Asheville Regional Airport, and I have a travel tip for you today. Did you know that we all have a very powerful travel assistant right in the palm of our hands? It's our cell phone, and it can be used wisely in a number of ways when you're taking a trip. Before your trip, email an itinerary to yourself, including all addresses, phone numbers, and directions. Take photos of your luggage and the tracking tag, just in case it gets lost. Download books, movies, and music to enjoy while on your journey. Use your phone as a GPS to find your way around. It's your clock, automatically adjusting to any new time zones. You can stay in touch with those at home. Most cell phones work around the globe. You may have to do a little research about this ahead of time, but worst case scenario, use Wi-Fi and free texting or messaging apps. Your phone is your alarm clock. You can use it to access the Internet while on your journey. And of course, it is your camera equipment, photos and videos. Did you know you can download video editing apps to make quick and easy vlogs about your trip? Have a great trip. This has been Tina Kinsey with Asheville Regional Airport. When you fly home, you're home. People call Asheville home for all different reasons, and they all mean a better quality of living that reflects their very own uniqueness. Whether you're looking for a funky loft in downtown Asheville, an arts and crafts bungalow in a walkable community, or a small farm to create your own artistic legacy, Appalachian Realty Associates will help you find properties as unique as you. Visit them at AppalachianRealty.com or at their welcoming bungalow office office on Arlington Street, right near downtown. Appalachian Realty, helping people call Asheville home since 1979. The gravel crunches under your shoes. Steam rises from a cup of fresh Italian cafe. The light, cool morning air lightly brushes your face. Your villa stands close by. This and so much more awaits you as one of the few lucky travelers to join Private Italy Tours during one of their unique and intimate small group tours. Come home again to Italy with Private Italy Tours. 2019 dates are now available. Visit private-italy.com. Private Italy Tours is a proud sponsor of Speaking of Travel. Leave ordinary behind with a visit to Chimney Rock at Chimney Rock State Park. Surround yourself with breathtaking views of Lake Lure and the Hickory Nut Gorge while enjoying six hiking trails, rock climbing with Fox Mountain Guide instructors, and Animal Discovery Den, unique events, and more. Whether you're new to hiking or a seasoned pro, there's something for everyone at The Rock. To plan your next Chimney Rock adventure, visit ChimneyRockPark.com to see an online trail map and a listing of the park's upcoming events. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars, and let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. 
Hi, it's time to catch up with our good friend Doc Lawrence today on the Gourmet Highway. Hey, Doc, I heard you're in a special place today, Monroeville, Alabama. You know, my favorite book of all time is To Kill a Mockingbird, and thinking of Monroeville, Alabama makes me yearn to want to be there. Hello, Marilyn. You know old Doc loves sitting on a park bench on a dog day afternoon, and here I am in a very special place, Monroeville, Alabama, and I've got me a park bench right beside one of the most historic courthouses in the world. This courthouse here in Monroeville is the setting for To Kill a Mockingbird. Perhaps our finest book in all of civilization about the struggle for justice, human rights, through the eyes of a little girl. That little girl, as everybody knows, is Scout, my hero forever. Monroeville is much like Oxford, Mississippi, not too far away. This is a core city of Southern literature and legendary writers. Harper Lee, the author of To Kill a Mockingbird, lived next door as a child to another legendary writer, Truman Capote. Isn't that marvelous just to think that these two giants of the literary world grew up together, childhood chums, worked together at the New Yorker, kept a friendship intact, and in separate ways changed the literary and cultural landscape of not just the South, but the world. Gee, it sends chills down my spine when I think about it. I walked into the courthouse just a little while ago, Marilyn, and I wish you could have seen the beautiful old courtroom. And close your eyes, and you can see the majestic Gregory Peck, who won the Academy Award for playing the role of Atticus Finch, the lawyer who defended Jim, who was accused of then a heinous crime. He was falsely accused, and he was falsely convicted. It's a tragedy. And all things based on evil are tragic when they happen. It doesn't matter if it's Monroeville or Atlanta or New York. But we can correct it with good literature, and Ms. Lee did just that. I walk around town here, and I see the face of a middle-aged man with a seersucker suit, and I keep thinking, well, that could be Gregory Peck. Or I see a shorter man with white hair, balding a little bit. Maybe he's got a seersucker suit on, and I'm thinking, well, that's Philip Seymour Hoffman in his Academy Award portrayal of Truman Capote. Who knows? There's magic dust everywhere in these little southern cities. And in Monroeville, which attracts visitors from all over the planet daily, it is commonplace. This town has a charm. It has the legend that few can equal. There just isn't another book like To Kill a Mockingbird. Let's just be honest about it. It has no counterpart. It lives on its own. It is timeless. It will never go away, and it shouldn't. This is a city of virtue. This is a city that grew up. This is a city that taught the world the meaning of love and justice and forgiveness. It means a lot here, and it means a lot to me and to all of us, Marilyn. I come here, and I'm rejuvenated. I feel that there's hope in the air. I know that. And maybe it took Hollywood to tell us that through the movie, and it took New York to tell us that through the book. But the message is everlasting, and it's with us. Well, Marilyn, I feel like I'm preaching a little bit today, and maybe I am. 
Monroeville has that effect on people that come down here. They find out that these are real folks, real events. These are real changes and that we have better angels that will prevail if we just give them a chance to be unleashed. Well, it's a long drive back to Atlanta from Monroeville, Maryland. Might take me six hours. And you know, I like to stop on the way for some little barbecue. So I think I'll hit the road and go home and say goodbye to this fabulous place. So this is Doc Lawrence on the Gourmet Highway from Monroeville, Alabama, saying so long for now for Maryland Ball and speaking of travel. And I hope to see you soon in your hometown. Doc, this is one place I want to visit and get rejuvenated. Be safe on your road trip back to Atlanta. And as always, thanks for taking us with you on the Gourmet Highway. So long for now, Doc. You can follow Doc's journey on the Gourmet Highway by visiting thegourmethighway.com. Here in the studio today, Dana Ruggiero and Rita Frost are here talking about climate change and forests and really important issues that that impact the way that we travel, the way that we live our lives in our communities. And Rita, I want to talk to you a little bit. Your role as um, in the Dogwood Alliance and the work that you're doing there is so important. And I know that you've had an opportunity to travel and to go to some really big uh, conferences and, and learn more about the impact of climate change in the forest. Tell us a little bit about where you've been and and what's been going on over there. Yeah, that's great. Um, So Dogwood Alliance. So first of all, I um, work as a campaigns manager at Dogwood Alliance. So that means I work on a number of different issue areas for our team. When I travel internationally and the reason why Dogwood Alliance is actually very much involved in international policy is because of our Our Forests Aren't Fuel campaign. This is a campaign that we have been running since 2013 and it's because of a little unknown word called biomass. And biomass, what it is, is it's little wood pellets. It almost looks like rabbit food. Um, it is turned, um, our, our forests are essentially turned into little wood pellets. They're put onto huge ships and they're shipped over to the European Union and they're burned there in power stations for electricity and for fuel. And all of this is being called renewable energy. It all has the false label and it is very much greenwashed. Now, we know that our forests are much more important than being able to be used in a power station, um, especially because it is twice as dirty as coal. It has very bad health impacts. And for us on the other side of the ocean where we live, we are losing the forests that we were just talking about are so critical to biodiversity. It's the places that we love to go to hunt, fish, and swim. And we shouldn't be compromising tens of thousands of acres of forest every single year to be burned in power stations. So because of our biomass work, we usually do a, t- a couple trips overseas every year. Um, this year took me to a number of different places, but most importantly, I went to Estonia for a gathering called Forest Movement Europe, which is where we gather a number of other forest campaigners in Europe who are working on European Union renewable energy policy. It's where we can strategize and get into the weeds with each other and figure out which countries we need to talk to, which countries are burning the most forest for fuel and which ones we want to influence. And then after my trip in Estonia, 
I actually went right away to Germany. Um, I was joining the UN Climate Change Conference this year for about two weeks, which is where climate negotiators and heads of state from around the world, all who are involved in the United Nations, gather together to decide the most important rules on climate change and what we are doing as a global community to try to limit warming to 1.5 degrees. So there were people there from all over the world who were all, all over the world standing all in unity. Different languages. Yes. Yeah, so the very great thing that we saw was that in our fight against biomass and in our fight to keep forests standing instead of being forests being burned as fuel, there are people all over the world who are impacted by this very same issue. Now the southern United States is unique in that it is the world's number one place for us to be producing biomass. So we our forests are at the greatest threat. However, there are people that are in Africa. There are people who live in Brazil and South America. There are people in Eastern Europe. There are people who rely on their forests all over the world, and other countries are importing their forests to be burned as fuel. But the global community and people that are on the ground, what we like to call the grassroots, are standing up against this, and they're saying, we need to stand for forests, and we need our forests to not be burned as fuel. And being able to demonstrate why because it's it's really a matter of life and death. It's very much a matter of life and death. And when you're in a conference talking about climate change, I think the number one thing that kept floating to the top of my head is why are we burning our most critical resource for climate change in the name of climate change? We shouldn't be saying that forests are carbon a carbon neutral energy source. In fact, what they are is they're a very important carbon sink. But to be able to be a carbon sink, they have to still be growing and they have to be in the ground. Absolutely. Well, when we come back, I want to talk more about your travels, the impact that having that global connection is having here at home. And Dana, I'd love to talk to you too about your virtual reality uh, video that you're doing for the Dogwood Alliance. Yes. So stay tuned. Thank you both for being here today and we'll be back. Your business trip shouldn't start with a road trip. Hundreds of global destinations are just one connection away, starting at Asheville Regional Airport. Fly Allegiant, American, Delta, Elite, and United. Asheville Regional Airport, your local connection to the world. Visit flyavl.com to plan your next trip. Whether your trip to Italy reminds you of days past, a honeymoon, or a long-ago backpacking trip, come home again to Italy with Private Italy Tours. Picture your own private villa or four-star hotel, private guides who speak and understand the local culture, and days planned for your ease and comfort. This and so much more awaits you during one of their unique and intimate small group tours. 2019 dates are now available. Visit private-italy.com. Private Italy Tours is a proud sponsor of Speaking of Travel. Your business trip shouldn't start with a road trip. Hundreds of global destinations are just one connection away, starting at Asheville Regional Airport. Fly Allegiant, American, Delta, Elite, and United. Asheville Regional Airport, your local connection to the world. Visit flyavl.com to plan your next trip. 
Leave ordinary behind with a visit to Chimney Rock at Chimney Rock State Park. Surround yourself with breathtaking views of Lake Lure and the Hickory Nut Gorge while enjoying six hiking trails, rock climbing with Fox Mountain Guide instructors, and Animal Discovery Den, unique events, and more. Whether you're new to hiking or a seasoned pro, there's something for everyone at The Rock. To plan your next Chimney Rock adventure, visit ChimneyRockPark.com to see an online trail map and a listing of the park's upcoming events. With 50 flights every day to and from cities like Atlanta, Charlotte, and Chicago, you can fly to hundreds of worldwide destinations with one easy connection. Choose Allegiant, American, Delta, Elite, or United right here from Asheville Regional Airport. And when you fly home, you're home. Asheville Regional Airport. Take the easy way out. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars and let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars This is Marilyn Ball. You're listening to Speaking of Travel. I'm here today in the studio with Dana Ruggiero of the Climate Listening Project with Rita Frost from Dogwood Alliance. We're talking about forests. You know, they're the greatest force for helping us survive the worst effects of climate change. So it's so important that as communities we come together. And we were talking to Rita about her travels being a part of this movement of helping to bring awareness uh, to people. Rita, tell us a little bit more because you you traveled to Germany. You were uh, in some really powerful, it sounds like, environments of people. Uh, Where else did you go? What else were you doing over there? So another thing that I was doing over there was that I was making a very concerted effort to meet with as many heads of state as I could from the UK, from the Netherlands, Belgium, and Denmark. And the reason for that is that those are the countries that are importing our southern forests the most to be burned in power stations. Just last year alone, we exported 5 million tons of wood pellet biomass to those countries, which is 10 million tons of trees. And that's one year's worth. That is thousands of acres of southern forests. And that, in our mind, is needless destruction. Also, very importantly, the reason why I was trying to meet with those heads of state, those negotiators, those climate change ministers, is because southerners in the United States are also not very happy about this. As I mentioned, we are an organization that works with grassroots communities to fight back And over the year, over the years, actually, we have had Southerners come to us and say, I need my voice to be a part of this as well. I need you to send my message. So when we go to the European Union, when I travel around the world to talk to um, very important policymakers about this, the mission there is to send the message of what Southerners on the ground are saying. So delivering thousands of petitions that people have signed over the year. And importantly, especially here in North Carolina, something that I wanted to share is that Unfortunately, while we in the mountains may be a little bit removed from the biomass issue, our state isn't. So North Carolina has three wood pellet producing facilities just here in North Carolina. And we also, what I would like to say is that we have... um, who has said that he cares about climate change and a governor who has said that he cares about the environment. Governor Roy Cooper could do something about this biomass problem right here at home. Um, and the best thing that we think he could do is actually to 
tell his scientific advisory board that he wants to have a study done on wood pellet biomass. What does it do to the forests in the state? What does it do to the communities who have those wood pellet producing facilities in their backyards for their health and for their air, for their clean water? So we are asking Governor Roy Cooper to um, go down the path of having a study done in the state. We would like him to do that starting next year. And we would love for people who are listening to this to get involved today. Um, And the best way that they can do that is by going to our website. It's dogwoodalliance.org. And then they can go to our Take Action page. And no matter if you live in North Carolina or not, I would say it's still important to raise your voice to this issue because if you live in this 14-state region in the southern United States, your forests are being impacted by the biomass Industry and any governor who does anything about it or any policymaker who stands up and says no will be blazing a trail. And we need leaders to be doing that right now. You know, it's so amazing because sometimes we just don't know. You know, Mm -hmm. we don't know what's going on. People go through their busy day to day, you know, and that's okay. Um, Most of the people that I've interviewed for my climate listening project films, they're not environmentalists. They're they're just everybody, ordinary people. Right. But when it comes to your community, when that wood pellet facility is built there or when your forest is gone or when you travel to the south and the landscape is completely changed. You start to take notice when your children have asthma, when communities get sick, when the water is polluted, we start to take notice. And so it really is a matter of writing a letter, you know, going to one meeting. Um, and it's it's for our children's health and it's for the future of our forest, for the South, for the places that we love to travel, that we live. And here we have resources now to to help us to get connected. And I think being proactive, being able to uh, step up and say, you know, I love the forest. The forest is important and we need to do something. Write a letter. Go to your website. It's dogwoodalliance.org. Mm-hmm. Um, sign up. Take action. Do something. And let's talk about what the Reverend was talking about. Let's talk about hope. Yes. yes, I you totally know, agree. So many people. I mean, I remember traveling to Glacier National Park or to to places that are being so impacted by climate change that like they're not the same and they never will be the same. And so my children may not have that opportunity to see that. And Miami Beach, just that changing landscape across the eastern coast in the south, um, you know, things are changing. And so in a new video that I have coming out with the Green Built Alliance, there's this climate scientist that talks about how we just need to kind of like accept that so that we can grieve properly and move on to work for solutions. So for me, it's all about these communities and these individuals that... That, you know, it's, it's not about being an environmentalist. It's about caring for yourself, caring for the places that we live and love. And so a lot of people will never experience what it feels like to be in an old growth forest. 
you know, our forests are changing. Our landscapes are changing. We need these forests to protect us. Um, you know, so Dogwood and I are working together on a virtual reality project, which, um, you know, will bring that opportunity for people to be able to experience that difference between an old growth forest and a clear cut forest, the silence versus the amazing sounds of nature, the way that you feel. And that might hopefully inspire people to want to go and and visit these places and to protect these places, not only in the South, but around the world. So I'm really excited about the work that you're doing, Rita, and the work that Dogwood Alliance is doing. I hope people take action. Um, You know, it's it's a matter of, you know, getting with the communities that you care about. So if if travel is what you care about, you know, think about the places that you're going to and how you can in previous episodes of the Climate Listening Project series we've done, Marilyn, we've talked about ecotourism. We've talked about just paying attention. Right. And so so that these little steps that you can take, you can find, you know, on the Speaking of Travel website um, and. And, and and it's all about just these baby steps every day when you travel or maybe it's your church that connects you to your community. Maybe it's it is nature, but in whatever way, in whatever way that you connect with your community, that's where you can find hope in the coming together of people working together. Well, we I'm glad you brought that up, Dana, because I was thinking that uh, we've done quite a few episodes around green travel being able to be in more of a um, just somebody who pays attention and and pays attention to the, the footprint yes that you take with you and leave behind when you travel and Rita you've been sounds like a lot around the world so I'm sure you've witnessed yourself areas that uh, people are really paying attention. Yeah, I think that the most important thing when I travel around the world, especially when I'm talking to policymakers who get it, is to listen. Um, We're not the only place in the world that is uh, experiencing an issue, and we also aren't the only place in the world where people have hope. And where I see a lot of hope, especially in my work, is the amount of people over and over again who say, I love forests. I love being in the forest. I have so many memories in the forest. I don't ever envision a world in where we cannot have forests. And so I want to do everything I can to value forests more when they're standing than when they're logged. And and that gives me hope. I think the power of the human spirit to want to do good and to do good by Mother Nature so that our children and our children's children can experience the same things that we have, that provides a lot of hope. Absolutely. Yes. And, and we're so listening. Yes. Yeah, listening. Mm-hmm. We're so fortunate right here in in Western North Carolina because mm-hmm. we have so much beautiful, beautiful forest and diversity and species and um, and huge expanses of clean water where you don't yeah. find that. We talk about that in our birding episode in the series where when you look at sort of in North America even, it, it is along the Blue Ridge Parkway. It's along Appalachia that we have some forests still standing. But these natural areas are so important, not just for us, but for our migratory birds that people love to watch. They're important for people traveling and they're important for the children that climb the trees, the people that hunt and fish. We all can find a connection to nature. And so, you know, I encourage people to take action. Um, Visit dogwoodalliance.org and continue to listen to our Climate Listening Project Speaking of Travel series. New episodes coming up. Well, thank you, Dana, so much. And thank you. 
Rita as well. And thank you to the Reverend, to all of you who are making an impact, who are helping us pay attention and have resources to get involved one person at a time. It takes a community. So thank you both. Thank Dana you, Marilyn. Thank you. So this is Marilyn Ball. You've been listening to Speaking of Travel. Go out and walk in the forest. Take a walk. Put your head up into the sky. Look at the beautiful leaves around you. Look down at your feet, at where you are, and the beautiful diversity all around you. And remember, as you go out into the world, don't postpone joy. Oh.